alongside Kevin Nichols. Today we're talking about sourcing the seven spheres. Yeah, the basic premise behind this is that you want to get specific with your clients and centers of influence. We want to start uncovering who they know so that we can get more referrals and introductions. Yeah, before we get into it, a quick plug from our friends at WealthFest. WealthFest is here to help you grow your business. Not only do they support programming like this in terms of business building podcast and white papers, they're also willing contributors to our coaching program. Mm -hmm. So if you have some interest in a discounted rate on our coaching, it's available through WealthFest. Just go to oxley.com slash WealthFest. So the question we get from a lot of advisors is, okay, well, if I'm going to start sourcing more names within these seven spheres of influence, one, what are the seven spheres of influence, <laughs> right? And second is, how do I go about that? Yeah, because it can seem a little bit obscure. We say, yeah, before you go out and you get proactively into your client's fears, you've got to identify who those fears are. Mm -hmm. So the more structure we can put around a concept like that, the more it often gets done. So our seven spheres, as we're thinking about it, include things like your client's family members, their friends, their colleagues, their neighbors, their organizations, the recreational activities they have, mm -hmm. and the professionals they use. There is, for most clients, a lot of meat there. Right. There's a lot of connections we'd like to have inside those seven spheres. So imagine like a client name, like right in the middle, and then you have these seven spokes coming out from it, almost like a map. And you know, with, with those seven spheres that Stephen just mentioned, and your objective is over time to start uncovering who they know in each of those seven spheres. And that's done through carefully crafted questions. Uh, and, and just, you want to make it through conversation. Yeah. I mean, really what we're training you to be is a little bit nosier <laughs> and to leverage some of what you would do in real life with your friends, with your clients. Right. So if I was talking to a friend, if Kevin was a friend of mine and I know that he just hypothetically, went, hypothetically yeah. uh, if he was a friend of mine and I know that he was going on a, a ski trip this winter, I would definitely ask some normal questions about where are you going? Mm -hmm. You know, when, when are you headed out there? How long are you staying? And I would also ask, who are you going with? Right. It'd be very normal for me to ask him as my friend. But when we're thinking about client conversations, sometimes we stop short of asking that one in fear of it being a little bit too intrusive. Mm -hmm. But these are clients you're friendly with. There's nothing wrong in asking a question like that. Not because you're going to pounce on it immediately and say, oh, those sound like a lot of people I'd like to do business with. Right. Uh, but I'm going to pocket that information for, for use at a later time. Mm -hmm. But it all starts with having a dialogue around what they're doing outside of work and asking a little bit about who they're doing these things with. Yeah, we typically have what conversations, right? What have you been up to? What have you been doing? And then we want to transition those into what we call who conversations. So, I mean, another example would be the holidays, right? Mm -hmm. What'd you do for the holidays? Great. Who'd you get to see, right? And then what do you do with that information, Stephen? I mean, like, do I do I immediately, like, you, you do I pounce on it right then and there? Do I ask more inquisitive questions about those people? What do you do? I think there are times where you peel it back a little bit and you might say, you know, I, I'm not familiar with Dr. Such-and-Such. Does he practice here in, in Greensboro or wherever, right. whatever city you're in? You might ask a couple of questions, but sometimes you just are pocketing that information. I might mm -hmm. put it in my, my note card. I don't, you know, after I'm done with the conversation, obviously, yeah. uh, in my, my pocket notebook, I might put it into my phone later. I want to make sure it ends up in a place that's a repository for names like this so that ultimately I can use it. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's my CRM. Maybe that's a notebook of some sort that I use for this information. But first things first, we've got to train you and your team on on asking these types of questions. Right. So when you think about the seven spheres, each of them naturally lends itself to a certain set of questions. Like family, Kevin mentioned, who's coming in town for the holidays? That's a great one. Uh, friends, sounds like a great trip. Uh, who all went on that trip? Yeah, right? with colleagues. Who all is going with you on that uh, that executive retreat? Mm -hmm. Sounds like a great time. 
Um, neighbors, hey, I love I love that Mediterranean style house on your street. Who lives there exactly? Right, uh, organizations. You you might say, uh, who else is on that board? Anyone anyone I know? Uh, recreational activities. You know, who else is in your your tennis group? Who do you play tennis with nowadays? Yeah, and or I might say, Kevin, who's doing your taxes now? Right, right. So there's there's things that we can ask that help us fill out these maps pretty readily, mm-hmm. and it's a great team exercise. It's not that you need an assistant who is your marketer. But if everybody is dialed in, everybody on the team more more often than not is talking to your clients. If everybody's dialed into this and treating it almost like a competition, over the course of a few months, a few weeks, a few years, you end up with a big repository of names linked around every client. Yeah, you start building these contact webs over time, right? And, and so again, it's, it's just a matter of remembering to do it a lot of times. You might be doing some of it already, right? But are you remembering it? You're going in every interaction with some strategic intent to source names. So what we're thinking about is, you know, when, when it comes to remembering, is there a sticky note you put on your monitor mm-hmm. that says source names? Is there an agenda item on your team meeting agenda? that says name source this week? Mm-hmm. Are there some little triggers that we can put in place that help keep us on our good behavior? And we find that it makes a big difference. Also, the more that we can pre-plan for conversations, yeah. the more impact we're gonna have. So if I know that I'm gonna have a conversation with Kevin coming up and he's a good client and I'm the advisor, if I know that typically Kevin and I talk about our kids because we both have young kids and that's interesting to us, that might be all well and good, but it doesn't help me source a lot of really meaningful names. Mm-hmm. So I might come into that conversation knowing we're gonna get off talking about the kids, but at some point I'm gonna switch gears and say, hey, I haven't heard about how things are going at work. Yeah. You know, what big projects are you working on now? Yeah. Knowing that I wanna shift gears and all that happens thinking about it in advance. When you shift gears too, you're trying to steer that conversation very naturally, right? I'm not sitting down with you and like all of a sudden abruptly hitting you with all these who questions, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it should be it should be so natural. It should be um, unnoticeable from by the contact that, that you're sourcing names through. Yeah, sourcing names you would say is an art form. Mm-hmm. That it's not a form you mail out to people. We've seen it do it. People do it before. Yes, we have. It's not an yep. interview sheet you go through with people. Yep. This is a delicate dance, but one that's very workable. And remember, raise the bar with consistent fine tuning. More referrals are possible. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the presenter and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wealthfest or the Oxley Institute. The mere appearance of content on the site does not constitute an endorsement by Wealthfest or the Oxley Institute. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. Wealthfest and the Oxley Institute do not make any representation or warranties with respect to the accuracy, applicability, fitness, or completeness of the content. Neither Wealthfest nor the Oxley Institute warrants the performance, effectiveness, or applicability of any sites listed or linked to any in content. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.